Hello, church. My name is Jonathan Plastic. I'm the media director here at The Gathering. I am joined, it's quite my pleasure to be joined in this room <laughs> by our lead pastor, Francis O'Donnell. Um, man, we got a lot to talk about. Well, Jonathan, thanks for having me today. Yeah, yeah we got a lot to talk about. It, yeah. uh, we've had three dudes in this room so far today, and this is a series of videos of getting to know our staff members. So uh, I learned a lot about Matthew Brown today, learned a lot about Matthias and Nate, and now we get to have you in here. Um, first off, where are you from? And uh, tell us a bit about your family. Um, I was born in Nagasaki, Japan, and by circumstance and God's guidance, ended up in Warrensburg, Missouri. <laughs> so, <laughs> long way from Nagasaki to Warrensburg, <laughs> yeah. Missouri. So, um, uh, my family. So basically, I married my high school sweetheart mm -hmm. and Shanna, who uh, played a huge part in me coming to know the Lord when I was 16 years old. And then I have four kids, uh, Hannah, 26, uh, Rebecca, 23, Caleb, almost 22, and Micah, 20. Yeah. And so I've got uh, three out of college, yeah. one still in college. Yeah, one close. One to being close done. to being done. So. And yeah. they all they all went to Baylor, right? All three went to Baylor, and one went to Creighton. One went, oh, yeah. Creighton. Okay, one, Blue Jay. One, oh, Blue Jay. So, so one outlier. Three bears and a Blue Jay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, and so... See, how did you and Shanna meet? Well, um, I was best friends with her older brother, mm -hmm. and his name's Monty. He's the first person that invited me to church Cool. when I was in the third grade. So, yeah. All right. So tell us, obviously, we know uh, kind of what you do, but give the people kind of down the lens a bit about what you do during the week in preparation for Sunday and, and what your main job is here at the gathering. Yeah, my, my main job is to kind of act as the, right now it's the lead pastor, of course, but there's pretty much a plurality of leadership. We all work together, we collaborate. So, um, you know, so for me, it's a, it's sermon prep, it's working in a staff meeting in conjunction with other pastors. Um, you know, it's spending a lot of time, uh, you know, praying. Mm -hmm. It's um, uh, I, I do a lot of phone calls and have lots of conversations yeah. with people. And, you know, I kind of just kind of supervise the staff, at least the pastoral staff, Yeah, yeah which is a pleasure because they're, yeah. they're all really fantastic. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing Because I don't necessarily know this either. This is really more for me to know. Okay. How long have you... How long have you done what you what you're doing currently, as far as uh, you know, pastoring? So I'm, I've been in the ministry or in some sort of form pastoring for 35 years. Okay. And so, by, you know, of all the guys that you uh, interviewed today, I have the grayest hair because I <laughs> I am the oldest by far. But the best looking by I, far. That's what my wife tells me. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so you know, I, I you know, I've had every job in the church. Every you know, I've been a children's pastor, a student pastor, a family pastor, a, an yeah. ed pastor, and so you know, about fourteen years ago, the Lord led us to then Nolan Road Baptist Church. Now we're mm -hmm. the gathering, mm -hmm. the beautiful to have two campuses, one in Pensively Springs, and so I've been the lead senior pastor probably for the last eleven years, mm -hmm. maybe twelve years. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back. Young Francis. Okay? Young Francis. Yes. Let's talk about Young Francis. We're what talking did, fifty pounds ago, or uh, we're talking years ago. Okay. So I'm, okay. I'm not going to say we're not going to talk about weight. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> so we won't talk about weight very good, because very good. I know you were into you know you were yeah beefy yeah. guys. So, yeah, yeah. so what <laughs> what did you do uh, you know sports wise growing up and what did you enjoy? Doing? Okay. So you know as a kid you know I, I tell people you know the sports and the Lord kept me out of lots of trouble, <laughs> um, and so uh, you know I did your basic sports. You know, I did uh, baseball in the summers. I played football in the fall. I wrestled in the winter. I ran mm -hmm. track in the spring. Yep. So 
So, so I, you know, if it, there was there was a sport going on, I, I did that. Yeah. You know, so, all around athlete. Yeah. So I mean, um, so yeah. So it's kind of part of my story. You know, athletics was a pretty big deal for me growing yeah. up, and you know, the Lord used that in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So you know, you played college football, right? I did. I did. It helped pay for it helped pay for my college. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, but you know, and about my my junior year of college, I decided to. Uh, uh, not play football anymore. Mm-hmm. I felt the Lord call me into ministry, and so, uh, um, you know, not it wasn't sacrifice. I just gave up my football scholarship, but yeah. still went to school free. Yeah. you know, and uh, ended up in my first church in, yeah. in 1986. So, what about your the education uh, side of things? Where where all did yeah, you go? Yeah, so so I went to Warrensburg High School, mm-hmm. go Tigers, and then I went to Central Missouri State University, now okay. UCM, and. Yeah. I got a bachelor's degree in social work. Okay. And then um, after completion of my degree in social work, I went to Southern Seminary in Louisville, mm-hmm. and I did a, a dual degree, a master's of divinity in Christian education. Mm-hmm. So kind of had the kind of a dual focus. Yeah. Which, which you know the Lord has used all those uh, that yeah. education to kind of help me. Yeah. Uh, in my ministry. Well, you've you've mentioned your positions that you've had. I mean, it's <clears throat> the entire spectrum. Yes. 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 Is there is there one that's like. I don't know that you feel like it's more difficult than the other. Maybe that's a tough question. I think you know ministry in general is a is a blessing, but there there are some there are some difficult things about ministry. You yeah. know, when you think about ministry, you, you better be called because it's not always easy. Yeah. Okay. And so you know, <clears throat> I have a unique perspective because you know I have you know Lord has had me in different positions in the church. You know, and um, I was a student when I was a student pastor. It was usually in combination with another position, so mm. children and. And, and students, uh, families and, and students, uh, education and students, discipleship right. and students. So in, in, in a sense, I've only really... I mean, I've been here for almost 14 years, my last church for 11 years, mm-hmm. so that's been the bulk of, of my ministry. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think they all have their challenges, but they all have their unique blessings, too. Yeah. So so continuing to kind of think back a little bit on on your story, where, where did salvation come into play? Uh, when in your life did that take place? And... Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the story. Yeah, so you know, if obviously I share I share it from Nagasaki, and and my mom is is Japanese, and so mm-hmm. I was raised a Buddhist, and we were raised in a different type of Buddhism. It was called NSA or Nichiren Daishonin Buddhism, and uh, and it was created after World War II, and it was the, the origin is Nagasaki, and so mm-hmm. the whole idea of Nichiren Daishonin Buddhism was uh, to cultivate world peace, mm-hmm. and so when you were going to church camp as a kid, I was going to world peace rallies. Yeah. And so as a kid, my mom would take us to Kansas City from Warrensburg, and we'd go to the, the Buddhist Community Center, and we would that's where we would do our thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, uh, you know, in high school, really kind of questioned the whole thing, you know. And, yeah. and you know, and then uh, the Lord just kind of showed me some different things. Really, a culmination for me was um, part of my story is I grew up fatherless. My dad left us when, when we were really young. And so I always had this kind of a burning hurt in my heart that, you know, I just, you know, didn't have a dad. So that, that was really difficult for me growing up. And God kind of healed that. When I heard that that Jesus could be my father, that God could be my father, that really kind of clicked for me. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the passages that was so uh, important to me was that the Scripture says, you know, your mother and your father may forsake you, but your Lord, your God, will never leave you. Right. And I, f- I found that true, you know, yeah. after salvation, that that he's never left me. Yeah, yeah, and he's just been. It's just been. It's honestly, I'll be. You know, it's. I've had a blessed life. Yeah, in your walk, because I've asked the other guys. In your walk, is there something specific 
that that God showed you at a specific time that you remember, or or what has He really been working on over the past five, ten years or so? I think you know one of the initial things in my walk that was it was actually out of uh, when I was in college, um, and, and at this time I was playing mm-hmm. football. I had let other things become a lot more important to me than God. I, mm-hmm. I would say that you know I let you know, and it's going to sound terrible, but I kind of let idolatry kind of slip in there. You know, the, you know, my identity was found in, in, in playing football, you know, in the, the affirmation I got from being an athlete. Right. You know, I would call it being caught in a performance trap. Yeah. You know, when you, when you perform, people were clapping and cheering you on and I got Mm -hmm. great, I became an affirmation junkie. That's how Mm -hmm. I felt affirmed. And then, you know, my relationship with my now wife, I mean, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I just, you know, just, for me, it was, you know, I mean, I love my wife more than anything, but yeah. but I had her in the wrong place when I was a young man. Yeah. And so I, kind of a situation where <clears throat> within a span of a couple of weeks, you know, I, I was injured in football, and um, and my beautiful wife broke up with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I was kind of left with with those things that were my crutches and where I found my identity and my affirmation, and those were gone. And I felt like the Lord, you know, allowed that stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Um Shortly after that, you know, it's kind of strange, but I ended up going to New Orleans mm-hmm. and uh, ended up doing summer missions in New Orleans, and I kind of got over myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you, you minister to the poor in the inner city and um, and you understand the just the, the hurt that's out in the world and it's the need that people need Jesus. So that, that was kind of an eye-opener for me. That's when I came back and uh, really started focusing more on the ministry and, and giving up the football scholarship. Yeah. Okay, so last one for you, and then we'll get you out of here because you're a busy man. Um what is different about the gathering? Like, what is if there's somebody out there that's looking for a church home? What is what is the difference maker at the gathering? Do you feel like you know? First, you know, and I don't know if the other guys said this, but we're really focused on this idea of being biblical, missional, and relational. Mm-hmm. That we want everything to be do to be driven out of our love for the Word, yeah. and that we we want to we want to fulfill the Great Commission. We want to make disciples. That missional alarm. Mm-hmm. And we want to give people opportunities, but and then there's that relational side. Now, yeah. saying this, if you're a person that's looking at this, we're not perfect, yeah. And so you know, I'm going to go ahead and say lower your expectations, yeah. You know, because we're all human. Yeah. But for me, that what I've noticed over the last 14 years, and I hope this never changes, is that um, um, we're a place um, of healing, yeah. Whether that be spiritual, you know, emotional healing, that that we're a place that you know uh, we welcome broken people. Because we've all been there, you know, and, and the scripture teaches that God that God binds up the brokenhearted, you yeah. know. And the fact is that it's a it's a grace place, but it's a place of truth. Yeah. And then we try to walk in that balance of grace and truth. That yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be taught uh, the truth of the scripture, but you're gonna it's gonna be done in a in a gracious approach. Yeah. And so so whether you know at this point you know you're you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, we'd love to talk to you about what it means to have a personal relationship with Him, or or maybe you've been hurt. And, you know, you're going to try church again, you know, understand that we don't put our trust in imperfect people, imperfect pastors, but we put our trust in the perfect Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who, who is the great shepherd and the good yeah. shepherd. Yeah. So that's what I would say. You know, yeah. so come check us out, you know, and and if we're not the place for you, we're a kingdom-minded church that, yeah. you know, we just, we believe that everyone needs to be in church and fellowship uh, to, to get Bible study, to be, be fed by the Word, but also to be strengthened in that relationship and also to... To fulfill the purpose that God has in your life, and that's to do the good works that He's uh, placed before you. And so, uh, you know, that's the missional side. Do something, 
you know, and do it with all your heart for the Lord. Yeah. Matt and I talked about this for just a minute. Um, our church is so generational. Like yes, I, I see, yes. like it's like we have the grandparents and the parents, and now their kids. Mm-hmm. Like I, I brought up the Finkies. He brought up uh, like the Coopers. Yeah. yeah. Um, on both sides, you know, yeah. Plaza and and Nolan. What's yeah. what do you feel like is unique about that? Well, <clears throat> we we are who we are. Yeah. You know, and you've heard me say this before. You know, pastor the church that you have, not the mm-hmm. one you want. Yeah. You know, and the fact is, God has given us this intergenerational feel through both campuses. You know, yeah. and we are multi-campus, mm-hmm. and, and so we are who we are, yeah. and, and we're okay with that. Yeah. You know, and because uh, that's who God wants us to be. And I think so many times churches and people want to be something who they're not. Yeah. You know, so if God individually gives us spiritual gifts, as it teaches us in First Corinthians twelve and Romans twelve and Ephesians four, then that's who you're supposed to be. Use those gifts in the context of the body of Christ, where where God has planted you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's a beautiful thing when families um, stay in the same uh, church. It doesn't always happen. No. Um, you know, and the fact is, you know, like I said, this is a place you're going to be loved, and you're going to be taught Scripture, you know, you're going to be taught the truth, but graciously. So, yeah. yeah. Pastor Francis did my wedding. For yes, the, he, yes, uh, he yes, did, yes. And we're part of the generational part of the church, yeah. too. Georgia was, yeah. you know, my mother-in-law was pregnant with my wife, you know, whenever she was at, at Nolan Road Baptist Church. Yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, Rebecca was, you know, was part of the youth group when I was the discipleship pastor mm-hmm. and, you know, and um, went to high school and was a great example to my kids, you know, went <laughs> to the same high school. You yeah, know, and so, and, that's crazy. And uh, your brother-in-law taught all my kids in, in school. So, it was, you know, it was, it's, yeah. it's kind of a beautiful thing when, when life just doesn't happen within the, the context of the body, but it happens outside. Yeah. So, Pastor Francis O'Donnell, appreciate you, obviously, you know, taking a few minutes and talking to the church family, yeah, right? Yeah. Church family down the lens, but also, you know, if people are just wanting to know about you, you know, yeah. do you want to know more about our, our pastor. And so, appreciate you guys tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and we'll see you guys next time. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Yeah, no worries.